Hello there, Matthew J. Elliott here, taking time out from doing British things like correcting people's grammar and... Well, that's it really, to congratulate you, the listener, for selecting the True Blue Riffcast. Yes, you could have picked any one of the thousands of Riff Tracks themed podcasts on the web, but your perspicacity led you to seek out the number one Riff Tracks podcast, and for that, you should be commended. Now I'm going to turn you over to your hosts, Dave and Jeremy, and I shall board a flight back to England without even so much as the boxed lunch I'd been promised. Well, thank you for that, Matthew J. Elliott. I am Jeremy, and this is, of course, the True Blue Riffcast, the number one Riff Tracks podcast in the world. I am joined today, as always, by... What? I, I wasn't oh. trolling the chat. What? Oh, hi. I'm Dave. Merry Christmas, Dave. I know it's a day late, but Merry you know, Christmas. it's Sorry only the you. day after yeah. Christmas, so I'm good. Only. I'm good. I had. Uh, uh... You want to know? You, you, you want to know something crazy that uh, I did yesterday after uh, after like all the Christmas things? I went oh, to the boy. gas station. Oh, to, no. to buy to buy some alcoholic beverages. Or oh no. Okay, yeah, but um, and it was a little bit packed because you know there's nothing open on Christmas. Yeah. And then I was like, and I was like, and for some reason I thought in my head, like a good thing I wasn't near any, I didn't, wasn't, didn't have anybody with me to like say my thoughts out loud as I usually do as they come to me. Cause I was like, man, it's like, well, I mean like, well, the other stores are going to be like, it's really crowded in here, but the other stores are going to have it pretty good because you know, black Friday sales start here pretty soon. Oh wait, that's Thanksgiving and Christmas yeah, that was... literally over. Yeah. That was a month ago. <laughs> that would be silly. Like, you don't have Black Friday. Oh, no. No. <laughs> like, like, that happened already. Oh, man. And it's over. Yeah. Yes, it's over. Retail workers can can have a heave a nice uh, sigh of relief, finally. Uh, this week, you know, it's still going to be nuts with returns. Uh, you know, people taking back all the stuff that they got that they didn't actually want. Uh and Who dealing with that? that that's that's awful people doing it and not having uh not having receipts for things because obviously they were given to them as a gift and i should actually uh switch over to the uh there we go i didn't switch over to the riffcast thing it was still on starting now um okay. but yeah it's uh it's finally over <laughs> the craziness is over and now everybody will be uh short staffed on purpose again and uh, yeah, it's all kinds of all yeah. kinds of fun. That's what that's what we're gonna be. We're gonna be short staffed again on purpose uh, because they they took away literally two hundred hours that we were allowed to uh, assign to employees. Oh yeah, yeah, it's lots of lots of fun. <laughs> I bet but, lots of people love working for you guys. Yeah, well, most of the people we have are full time still. Like that's their their okay. jobs are full time, so which is a rarity in in retail. But uh, I digress. Today is uh, our last show of the year. Uh, we always start the next year with the uh, the recap of the previous year, where we do our. Uh, oh, jeez, we got a bot in the chat. I'll I'll delete him in a second. Oh, um, <laughs> we it's got not me uh, this time. No, I know it's not you. It's because it's, <laughs> uh, it's not in all caps, but uh, okay. I, I lost my train of thought when I when I had that. Oh yes, uh, our our year in review, our Rift Tracks year in review will be our next show, 
And we have a poll set up uh, for everybody to give us their thoughts on the best of the year. And I'm going to post it in chat right now. So if you uh, if you want to, you can go vote right now and you won't miss anything because you'll still be able to listen to us live while we're doing this. So there's that. Go vote. Uh, we've got great, crazy, great technology we have. Yeah. We actually have an extra category this year. Uh, we we had to split up the shorts for this year because there were so many Rift Tracks Presents shorts from Bridget and Mary Jo uh, that I wanted to give them a little bit more of an opportunity to shine uh, in the in the fandom. As it, as it were, um, give them a little bit more spotlight, I guess. Uh, but we've got Rift Tracks Presents Short of the Year, uh, Rift Tracks Presents VOD of the Year, Rift Tracks Short of the Year, uh, Rift Tracks Just the Jokes of the Year, which we had three this year, uh, Rift Tracks Live of the Year, really you just got to choose between Hobgoblins and Amityville, uh, and then Rift Tracks VOD of the Year, which... For me, was a very tough choice this year because yeah, there um, were a few that that really are really good and and uh, you are limited to, to choosing three. Um, yeah, well, I mean, so that that's um, kind yeah, of what but, hamstrung hamstrung me a little bit. But I don't, you, you know, I don't me, need to vote for five of them. Yeah, you and me, we we each year we've done this, uh, we've chosen our top three. Yeah like our personal ones. And so basically I already voted and I choose my top. They're like, well, those, well, those are, those are my top three. Yep. Like, and it was, it's actually pretty easy for me to choose them. And now I kind of just got to choose like, which of those three are my number one. I think I know what number three is like the number two and number one are battling out. But I think I, um, I think I know what number one is going to be. Yeah. There I think was, I know what my riff of the year is going to be. There was a lot of strong contenders uh, in the second half of the year, as as it usually is. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, so that's up there. You can go vote for it. We'll have it uh, on the Twitter account and in the True Blue Riff Tracks uh, fan group over on Facebook as well. Uh, that way you'll be able to vote. Voting will close. uh Right before we do our last show, I'll give you guys plenty of notice uh, as soon as we figure out when that's going to be, you know, work scheduling and everything, uh, at least on my end of things. <coughs> and, uh, yeah, today we've got a lot of stuff that we're going to be talking about. Uh, toward the end of the show, uh, we will be talking about Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, just to give our, yes, our be thoughts the, uh, on that. It'll be... The True Blue Spidey Cast. Yes, and it will be full of spoilers. So if you uh, if you don't want to hear spoilers for that, if you haven't seen it yet and you somehow are not spoilered and you do still want to see it and not be spoiled, uh, we'll let you guys know when you can leave. Uh, but we just we put it at the end of the show that way. Uh, you know, people don't don't hop out right at the beginning and not know when to come back for it. So. Uh, before Spider-Man, though, we will That's be talking. Yes, <coughs> we will. <laughs> excuse me. We will be talking about the last two new releases from Rift Tracks. Uh, of course, dancing it's on from Friday or from Thursday, rather, will be up there. And uh, the one before that was Father Frost, the re-riff 
of the uh, classic MST3K uh, sci-fi era episode. Uh, one of my all-time favorite episodes of MST3K. So I was very excited for that. But we'll be talking about both of those a little bit later. First, we're going to uh, mention, do one of our favorite uh, our favorite news segments of the show. What the hell has James Wen talking about? Oh yeah. Um, oh, uh, we have a we have a, uh, a a question from Josh Flowers. Then you want to address that? Jack the Giant Killer. Uh, Jack the Giant Killer is we not going to be appearing in this. this in this today, but. Uh, Dave and I we did, did talk about it. We we had a conversation about it. I brought it up. And look, we can't keep doing this. We <laughs> yeah. So you know, like... we we will be our first episode of the next season, uh, which is like the the week following our recap uh, episode. Uh, we will be talking about Jack the Giant Killer. I promise it will happen in that episode. Just to like, just to address that, Josh. I will make it happen. I will force the issue. <laughs> yeah, and and he'll just he'll just take over the the episode to get it to get yeah. it done. So we I will be it. talking I've about done that. It before he has done it before, he just kind of just keeps talking and doesn't stop. He's he'd be very good at at filibustering, I think. But yeah, that's uh, correct. Thank you. It's one of my <laughs> many talents. Yes. So, uh, some so, people might think that was an insult, not me. No. So, Moviehead uh, picks on Twitter, which, of course, is James One Twitter account. Uh, the oh, newest wait, tweet know. is from six hours ago, and uh, it's a painting. It's the. It's. Um, I think it's supposed to be. I, I, I think the painting itself is supposed to evoke the Starry Night by Vincent van Gogh. Um, famous painting of this beautiful uh, uh, starry night, of course, yeah. as, as the title suggests. Um, but uh, no, it's uh, basically it's the um, it's a forest fire kind of, but it's really like the sky is on fire. Now, this is a description of it: climate change slash global warming has caused endless <laughs> fire year round worldwide. Wildfire has changed the color of the sky from blue to orange. Orange sky, a painting by Ryan Martin. Now, um, uh, only one of those three sentences is true, <laughs> is accurate. Yes. Climate change, global warming. Okay. Uh, Here you go. Here's for the people on the chat. Here's the let, tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing about that. You can go like, have a debate on global warming someplace else. That's not what we do here. <laughs> but I think it's safe to say that climate change slash global warming has not caused endless wildfire year year round worldwide. That that, that 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 would mean that our our planet is an endless ball of fire. Yeah. Uh, and then wildfire has changed the sky from blue to orange. No, it hasn't, James. No. You're wrong. You're wrong. And then Orange Sky, a painting by Ryan Martin. It's like, okay, well, I yeah. mean, obviously he's he, obviously he's describing the painting, but obviously, it's like, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That painting is the best special effect he's ever had. That's what uh, Josh yeah. says. I mean, it's more realistic and, than... And then there's a picture of him. Uh, happy holidays, happy birdemic. And him happy birdemic! <laughs> and then, and then uh, after that, there's a um, there's a video with um, uh, this lovely young lady. A conversation with Birdemic three star Julia Colbert, not to be confused with uh, Alicia Cuthbert, the hottie from Twenty Four. I mean, I don't know why you would confuse her with her, but I mean, yeah. she is. I mean, <laughs> she she's a pretty young lady, but I mean. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and post a uh, link to that in the chat. There you go. Um, <laughs> it's it's blocked. Why is it blocked? Then, I must have auto. Uh, am I blocked? No, I just I must have an auto mod thing on. Oh, okay. On my chat. Hang on. Okay. Keep, well, keep, I, keep I, talking. I, I, yeah. Okay. And then the next one after that was from December 6th. Julia Colbert, the lead actress, star of Kim, and star of Birdemic Three, Sea Eagle, is already had is already. Wait a minute, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Julia Colbert, lead act. Okay, Julia Colbert, comma, lead actress as Kim <laughs> Ampersand, star of Birdemic Three dash Sea Eagle, is already has is already has <laughs> her green dress ready for Birdemic Three world premiere in Hollywood. CA next year 2022 is already has and then you got and then like you have these two pictures of her and I'm sure she's a nice young lady that James Wen paid some money to but just like I (laughs) paid some money I can imagine (laughs) yeah yeah that doesn't sound James I I I can imagine her in in the 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 James Wen dialogue that she's gonna have to say be like she's like in this green dress it's like Hi, Jan's attorney to buy my green suit for the red carpet <laughs> premiere of Birdemic 3 here in Los Angeles, Hollywood, California. World warming is going to kill us all, don't you know? And <laughs> here, have a cease and desist for no reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, have a cease and desist for no reason. Cease and desist, yeah. <laughs> hey, let me wreck your let me wreck your whole brand and all your hard work screw you yeah so that's uh that's what what the hell James one is talking about uh now we get to take a look at the weekend box office and uh guys there should be no on, surprise wait. what we're gonna have here the matrix yeah <laughs> No, the Matrix uh, is oh. not in first place or second place. Uh, good, oh good. <laughs> uh, number one movie, of course, is Spider-Man: No Way Home, which Yay! again we'll be talking about in full spoiler details uh, in probably about an hour and a half. Uh, then in second place we have Sing Two, the completely needed sequel to. The movie about the talent show with various anthropomorphic animals singing pop music. So wait, Sing to beat the Matrix. Yeah, uh, by almost uh, double the uh, amount of money <laughs> taken in. Now, to be fair, oh. to be fair, there's two points here. 
Uh, the Matrix Resurrections is on HBO Max to watch, and and the second the second is it's just not good. Uh, so you know it's not going to make that much money. Did you see uh, it? Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, I did watch it. You and did. How was it's, it? I mean, you said it was bad. It's campy. I mean, it's riff tracks related. We can talk it, about it. It definitely I mean... doesn't take itself seriously, like at all. It doesn't. No. Well, well, maybe it does, but it really doesn't. Like you. It's not quite, you know, snakes on a plane level, but it's campy. It's a little goofy. It's basically they're 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 feeding off of the nostalgia for the movie. Okay. You know, that people have of the first Matrix. Uh because they 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 kind of, you know, ignore the other two movies a little bit. And uh all I mean, the all the tomfoolery with that. Movies were a big deal. Yeah. Uh, in fourth place is The King's Man, which is a prequel to Kingsman, uh, and American Underdog, whatever that is. I don't even know what the, I haven't heard of that American one. Underdog. The story of, oh my gosh. It's the story of NFL MVP and Hall of Fame quarterback Kurt Warner. Oh, Kurt Warner. Oh, yeah. you know what? I might want to see that, actually. Who went from stocking shelves at a supermarket to becoming an American football star. Yeah, I I like Kurt Ward. I had no idea that was a thing. Uh yeah. and then the uh extremely terrible uh West Side story remake. <laughs> uh followed by Licorice Pizza, which the only reason I'm mentioning it is because last week it was in the fourteenth spot and this week it's in the seventh spot. Isn't that by Paul Paul Anderson? I don't know, but it had a two thousand six hundred and ten percent increase. That is a big number. Yeah, it's the story of Alana Kane and Gary Valentine growing up, running around, and going through the treacherous navigation of first love in San Fernando Valley in nineteen seventy-three. Okay, that's interesting. Pizza. <laughs> Director Paul Thomas Anderson. But uh, it. It's. I brought up West Side Story because that does kind of uh, have connections to the first movie that we're going to talk about today. Uh, okay. And it's more it's more direct than than you might than you might think. Uh, <coughs> but but we'll we'll get there when we get to this uh, point in the story. But we are going to be talking about Dancing It's On from uh, David oh, Winters. Oh my goodness! Who. Uh, he he produced and directed this movie, um, and it was. What else did he direct? Uh, David Winters also directed. Hang on, uh, I'm I'm bringing it up here. Uh, he also directed Space Mutiny. <laughs> Space Mutiny. Yeah. <clears throat> Think about that. Think about Space Mutiny in this movie. Yeah, for they... those of you who have seen it. They have nothing in common at all. <laughs> at wow. all. Uh, but yeah, he was a choreographer, uh, producer, director, you know, all that stuff. And then, of course, he got uh, Space Mutiny. But he, when he was a dance choreographer, uh, he choreographed some Elvis Presley movies, 
uh, like Viva Las Vegas, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, he did the 1976 uh, A Star is Born. And he was also in the Broadway version of West Side Story. Nice. Um, so, I think it should also be pointed out that this was da- David Winter's final movie before his death. Yeah. And this came out uh, 2015. 15, yeah. uh, And he died two years ago in 2019. But uh, it was also uh, written by David Pryor. Oh, why do we know that name? Uh, because he he actually did a few movies uh, that we have in our in our Rift Tracks uh, catalog here. Uh, not it's not <laughs> it, it, it's not it's not slim pickings. It's no, not like little tiny tiny things. They're There's a big, few of them. Huge Rift Tracks movies. Yeah, Deadly Prey. Tell them, Jeremy. Future Force and Future Zone. Like wow. I mean, like, I'm not saying that those are cornerstone Rift Tracks movies, but those movies are big deals. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely big deals. And also have not at anything at all like, 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 like dancing, (laughs) particularly the dialogue. (laughs) This movie probably has the worst dialogue, and it's probably made all that much more worse by them not hiring a single real actor. Yeah, the 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 main character, uh, the main female character, uh, Jennifer. Uh, she is played by Whitney Carson uh, McAllister, and she got her start in the spotlight uh, as the runner-up in uh, a season of So You Think You Can Dance in 2012, <laughs> and now she's one of the professionals that the uh, celebrities get teamed up with on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, her newest, or her most recent uh, partner was uh, of course WWE superstar The Miz. Which I thought was uh, interesting. She came in second place once with uh, Kel Mitchell from Keenan and Kel and uh, you know Good Burger. <laughs> Which I thought was, uh... yeah. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Man, take your order. <laughs> I just thought that was an interesting. So, so she actually Wait, that was she Keenan? or no, Kel? no, that was she. Yeah, that was Kelly. Yeah, but she uh, the, she's been in a captain. bunch of. No, 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 no. He was in. He was in Dancing with the Stars. The captain oh, is oh, is somebody oh, completely oh, I different. Thought for some reason, my mind jumped to. Um, the the, I thought we were going down the cast list, and I, I for some reason my mind thought that you had said that Kel was the captain, the 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 not the Mater D, but just like the the, the <laughs> no, door no, guy. No. He played. Uh, he was played by Russell, some guy named Russell. That was uh, the first. <laughs> that was the that was the guy that played the captain. The captain yeah. was was the doorman. At the hotel, but yeah. we're we're getting a little bit yeah. ahead of ourselves as far as uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, as far as story stuff is concerned. So this movie, uh, what do they what do they call it in the riff? Oh, it, that they thought they could make an edgy version of High School Musical. Uh, and it's funny because when I first turned it on and it was just starting, 
uh, my 13-year-old walked in, and she was watching it for a second. She's like, is this a knockoff of High School Musical? <laughs> like, It does feel like it. There's uh, no, there, there's no um, singing in it, though. <laughs> Thank well, the Lord. Is. There, there is, there's, there's, there's a background song that we will talk about. Um, All of the background music in this is terrible. Uh, but I mean, some well, of it has some interesting, uh, some interesting lyrics. Yeah, this this song that shows up twice in the movie. Uh, but and... we start off uh, with meeting, meeting, seeing both of our characters for the first time, uh, Ken and Jen. <laughs> Excuse me. What are their last names? Uh, it just says Jennifer and Ken. Okay, that's it. Um, yeah, it's not. Uh, there's not a lot of of that type of stuff in here, but um, we've got. Uh, we start off with them. Jen's in school, and she is. Uh, Dancing around, she's on the cheerleading squad. She's doing gymnastics, and of course, she's dancing a lot uh, because that's all they do in this movie is they just dance around a lot. And it uh, it follows her around a little bit. She's getting ready. The semester's ending, and she has to go stay with her father in Panama City, Florida. Uh, the her and her mom are rich. You know, they're super hoity-toity in Beverly Hills. And she goes off to Panama City, Florida, where the dad owns a famous hotel. And she's like, oh, great. I get to, to go stay in a hotel and, you know, be bored and not do anything. And it's intercut with shots of Ken, who uh, is a dishwasher and, like, a laundry porter or something. He does a lot of different stuff things, yes. at the at the hotel, um, including dancing in the lobby because of course and so she goes you know she goes to her dad she gets met by the head uh bellboy danny right i think he was danny and uh you know of course he's this handsome looking you know prim and proper guy and uh her dad is trying to set them up together throughout throughout the movie uh she goes like, up to her room. Like he has a side job at NCT Software. Like, <laughs> yeah. The, okay. Look, the acting in this, like, like Dave said, it is the movie itself it's is not the worst horrendous. movie that Riff Tracks has ever done. It's no, not it even doesn't. the worst movie it's they've not. done this year by far. I mean, we did have to sit through Copper Mountain and Baby Ghost, uh, but the acting is. <sighs> Is is up there? The acting might actually be worse than what we saw in Baby Ghost. Like that's so. The acting is really is the acting is bad. I don't even really want to call it horrendous. Now that I think about it, it's just that they they just don't act. And not yeah. that it's really bad. I mean, it is bad acting. But it's like they're not acting. They go in there and they're just like these 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 trees that have like come to life and taken human form. And it's like they've never spoke like like they go in there and be like, okay, say these words. Well, Dad, I love you and everything, but I don't think you should be making these decisions for me. Like <laughs> you know, it's like no, no, that's that's what the delivery is like. That's literally that's that's how they act. That's 
that's... and that's like that, that. And that's not just one chick. That's not just Jen. That's every single character. Yeah, I mean, they... like there's there 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 are two characters that have distinct personalities from any other character in the <laughs> film, and it's the dad because he's from Australia, right? And that's the only reason he's a character. And uh, she is um, uh, the captain, and because he's funky. That's his whole character. <laughs> and that's it. That's all you get. Well, you know, I, I think I think uh, Mr. Sanders kind of gets a few things in there. Uh, Mr. Sanders, by the way, uh, oh, right. David Winters, the director of the film. Um, but, you know, of course, he inserted himself in as... Uh, a man who lost his son in the military uh, when his helicopter blew up, which we see during kind of a dream sequence thing. Uh, and Is that what uh, that was? yeah, that was his son dying, uh, which of course he wouldn't have witnessed it because you know his son uh, would have not. Now, well, yeah, yeah, he's they do actually make an apocalypse now like. reference there, but uh, uh, he's he's a famous dance choreographer and yeah that's his character dance. when it's revealed when it's revealed he was a dance coordinator be like what do you do i dance what do you do you don't know nothing unless you can dance shut up or something and this yeah you don't know anything about dancing he's and like he i don't know dancing does, and he busts and he busts the stupidest move you've ever seen and ken is just like oh my gosh He's a genius. He's amazing. I actually think he was doing part of his routine from West Side Story. Uh, and the main reason I think that is because as he stops, he kind of has his hands in front of him, and they're like in a snapping position, like they're ready to snap, which would be obviously West Side Story. You know, they're walking, yeah. and they're snapping, and they're doing ballet moves. Uh, so I, I think that that was at least supposed to be a reference to that. I don't know if that's actually what it was, yeah. but that's that's my guess. And I'm probably giving him way that more guess. credit here than than he deserves for that. But that's my that's my guess anyway on on what that no, was watch, supposed to be. Watch watch the move that he busts. Go watch the riff and watch the moves that he busts. <laughs> like, like like when he and Ken are having this argument. <laughs> yeah, it's and then Bill says. Like who taught? Ken says who taught you that? Bill says I don't think that's something that has to be taught. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but you know she she ends up uh, she sees Ken dancing uh, in the lobby as we mentioned, and <clears throat> she decides to kind of start talking with him and flirting with him a little bit, and he takes her out on the town, and they oh, go man. to a uh, a souvenir shop. Which is very much a tourist trap yep. thing with like a big killer whale inflatable like or something yeah. in front of it. The big, yeah, big old orca thing that's like bent in half. Um, he takes her to a beach, and he he takes her to an ice cream, uh, a, a yield ice cream shop, and they start a food fight with they the ice cream. A food fight, which they should have gotten thrown out of that. Yeah, that's the that's the joke. There's a couple stills after it, and they're just like one of these pictures is hanging up in the in the ice cream store next to the register where it says "banned for life," <laughs> which they very much should be because um, the poor people who work at that little so, ice cream shop now have to clean up their mess, all because they wanted to have a little bit of flirty fun. 
so yeah, and so they go back to the hotel and I think or something. I I don't remember exactly. Don't they have a little argument and they'll be like, "Well, I don't think we should. Why not?" No, ruin, that's that's right like, after like, because why, like why ruin a perfectly good night with having snacks? It's just like oh, no, that's no. <laughs> that's with that's with the other guy. Uh, because no, no, it happens twice. Does it? Because I think Ken, I think Ken says, "Let's not ruin." Like I don't think we should do this, and then she gets all huffy and pissy. And oh yeah, away. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's she right. wanted because she wanted to bang. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and then. Uh, but she, but, 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 and, and, and she probably did her lines like, "Hey, why don't you come upstairs if we can engage in sexual intercourse? Will that be the greatest?" <laughs> Uh, the next morning, uh, her dad's uh, having breakfast poolside because that Boy. happens a lot in this. And uh, he tells her that uh, she's going to go out with Danny. And she's yeah, like, I don't... Like, like, oh, I've got an arranged marriage for you, mate. <laughs> that's, that's where uh, it comes in the line where she's like, I don't think you should be making these decisions for me. And she's like, besides, I already met somebody and and we like each other. And he's like, oh, well, and she's like, in fact, he works at this hotel. And he's like, oh, what does what does he do here? And she's like, oh, he washes dishes, among other things. Yeah. And and then he's like, he doesn't even know who who, who the guy is. Like, okay. I don't want to see that guy that worked in my that works at my uh, that does menial jobs at my hotel. I want you to date this other guy that does menial jobs at my hotel. And he's like, she's like, well, I guess I don't have a choice. I'll go over here and go out with Rod from <laughs> yeah. ACP Software. And then she goes and she talks to Ken while he's supposed to be washing dishes, and she's just like, so my dad's making me go out with Danny. And I don't really want to do it, but I have to. And he gets like super mad and yeah, super like storms pissed. off. Like, like she tells him, like, I'm not even going to try to have a good time. And <laughs> Ken just gets so mad and storms she- off. And he definitely has some anger issues because he's always like throwing dishes and smashing them and kicking chairs into the pool and, you know, knocking over trash cans and all kinds of stuff while he's angry dancing his way. Yeah, what's the deal with that? Like, like that's how Ken, like, lets off steam. Like, we'll go out to the pool and just be like, just like, just like bust, you know, be like, like, that's how he gets his anger out. He dances the anger away. But the thing is, it doesn't work because the dancing makes him more angry. Yeah, because that's, uh, after he angry dances by the pool, that's when, uh, Hal comes and out. Takes an impromptu shower. Like, what <laughs> yeah. was it, like he goes over to the pool about? shower that you're supposed to use before you get in into the pool, and uh, yeah, he just like turns it on for like two seconds and then turns it back off and dances away. And uh, then Hal comes out after he wakes up from his explodey helicopter dream, and uh, he's because he sees him out there dancing, and he comes out. And he's like, "Ah, oh, you blew it." And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, you were good, and then you kicked that chair into the pool. That's when you blew it, kid. And uh, that's when he does his little... Already. That's when he does his little dance seizure that he has. And yeah. uh, 
and, and Ken, Ken's like, Ken "Oh, so you're impressed. an amazing dancer." He's so impressed. It looked like he had just seen God, like <laughs> like like God, Jesus, Buddha, and the devil all, all came down from wherever <laughs> they are, and just like did the most amazing thing right in front of Ken. He can't believe what he saw. Yeah, and it obviously wasn't great. And he decides that yeah. he's gonna ask him to uh, choreograph the dance for him and this girl named Shotzi. 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 Okay. Uh, here's the thing with. Can I say something about Shotzi real, real, real quick? Sure. She's hot. She's <laughs> yes. I'm. I, I'm gonna have to start stalking her on Twitter and. On She's the the redhead, right? And all this. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Yeah, but um, but I mean, she's she's that being said, she's a terrible actor. Yes, she uh is also another person from So You Think You Can Dance. Just throwing that out there, but uh, she are they all from So You Think You Can? So I I, most of them, yeah, I think most of them had had a thing on uh, So You Think You Can Dance, but. She is in love with Ken. She wants Ken. For some and, reason, uh, yeah. Yeah. Go figure. Uh, and so she's kind of upset that, you know, Jennifer's into into him too because he's acting like he's into her. And, uh, you know, because of course. And she, I don't know if she also likes Danny or she just no, completely no one likes is Danny. so she's just completely settling for him then okay that's that's kind of yeah. what i oh, thought yeah. but yeah <laughs> wait do they end up together or are they just dance partners i think they're just dance partners but i'm not i'm not really sure exactly they they don't so, really so anyway. there's they don't give us a lot of plot points in this movie Nothing is really explained other than the fact that there's a statewide dance competition and they need to win it, damn it. And uh, Ken convinces Jennifer, or not Ken, sorry, I'm getting these people all confused because they're not important and they're they're not yeah. good actors and it's Ken hard to remember who's who. To get Hal to be their choreographer and Danny really wants to win this dance competition. It's all about winning. That's all he cares about. That's the only reason that he wants to do it. And he gets Jennifer to be his partner. After they go on their terrible, awful date. After they go on their terrible, awful date, uh, which Captain is just like, did you have a good night, ma'am? And she's like, not really. And he's like, it's okay. It'll get. It'll only get better. Like as she's leaving. <laughs> and then Danny's like, what'd you say? And he's like, nothing, sir. I just uh, told her to have a good night. And he's like, yeah, that's what I thought. And uh, there was there was something really weird that happened in this scene. Uh, when Danny and the captain were talking to each other, they were not looking at each other. Like, captain was looking off into the distance, off to the left. Because the other guy was on, was in the foreground of the shot. So he should have been looking yeah. toward the camera at least a little bit. But he was looking off to the left, like not looking at him at all while he's supposed to be looking at him. I just that struck me as their eyelines were messed up. Oh, completely. Uh so Danny and Jen get into a fight. Uh 
Hal decides that he's not going to be the choreographer for Ken and Shotzi anymore because Ken isn't really trying that hard because he really doesn't want to be partners with Shotzi. He wants to be partners with Jen. And uh, so Jen and Danny have like an argument. She's like, I just need to figure things out. And Danny's like, well, I'm going to go get a soda out of the lobby. And when you figure this, when you've got it all sorted, then just come find me. And when she goes to go find him, that's when Shotzi and him are like snuggled up at the table because Shotzi feels bad and he's like consoling her. And so Jen's like, oh, he's cheating on me. And gets like super angry about that. There's a lot of people get angry a lot in this movie, like over the dumbest, littlest things. Mm-hmm. And so she ends up teaming up with Ken. Yeah. They yeah. they get Hal Sanders to come back and he sees the passion that they have with each other. And he's like, I don't really need to teach you anything. You, I already told you, you, you have what it takes with you all along. It's right in front of you. And then he just leaves. You don't need a magic <laughs> feather. <laughs> and so then they go to uh, this nightclub, which is supposed to be the largest nightclub in the United States. And they they very clearly use footage of a crowd from a completely different event to make it look like there's thousands of peop- people packed into this nightclub. And they have their dancing competition. And we see a total of three teams competing and two of the teams now, are the main four out, characters. I should, yeah. I think we should point out that, that Danny and Shotzi, like the team switched like Danny and Shotzi are now a team and Jen and Ken are now a team. Yeah. 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 After Jen teamed up with like, Ken, like Shotzi after, that be, with after that be like, well, yeah. Um, and, uh, Danny's just a horrible person, I guess, for, <laughs> for yes, he I, is. Yeah, for, for for daring to show interest in a woman. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> also, can, can, can I say something about Shotzi? I mean, I already oh, sure. said that yeah. she was a hottie and I want to marry her, but <laughs> and that she's a terrible actress. But beyond that, have you ever met a woman in your life with the name Shotzi? Not even someone what with the nickname of Shotzi. Like I don't even know where that's from. Like, yeah. like, like, what would like that be like? What would that be like short for? <laughs> like, I. Or, I, like, I think once again you're giving the the people of you're giving the people behind this movie way too much credit, and the fact that they actually thought any of this through. So they just invented a name. Yeah, I mean, I mean, she probably got it. I was I would say in college, but I think they're supposed to be teenagers. Uh even though as Connor pointed out, all teenagers in this movie are played by people aged between twenty four and twenty eight. And uh Well that's well I mean okay, well I mean you can't I mean that's not exclusive to this movie. I, mean, I know, but it they like, they like, don't like, really like, like Hollywood teenagers Hollywood teenagers are thirty year olds. Yeah. But we don't know if they're actually like supposed to be because they don't ever mention what any of these other people do so like if they're supposed to be college students or or i think jen is in high school i think she is too because it looked like a high school and not like a collegiate anything but 
Yeah, because I mean, that that would be a very bad junior community college right there. <laughs> and if she's that rich, she's not going to be attending some crappy little uh, junior college. Yeah. She'll be going to, like, Stanford or something out, out in California. But, uh, of course, uh, Jen and Ken win the dance competition, and they smooch, and Mom and Dad who are divorced, are together in the crowd because he called her and she flew all the way from Beverly Hills to watch her daughter be in this dance competition. And, and they started kissing each other. It was, <laughs> it was, it was really weird. weird. Oh, you know Dad's what? There's one scene. There's one scene in this movie that we didn't talk about that we need to talk about. Uh, Ken and Jen are back together on the beach. It's when Ken is talking to her about being her dance partner and you know they're they're getting close to each other, and this dude sitting in a chair. It's oh, just like, yeah. "Hey, what are you waiting for? Kiss her already!" And so they start making out right there, and like everybody is watching them and reacting, and they give like four people lines to say to react to this kiss. It's very weird. Yeah, go like. If if you're in public and you see people kissing, you're usually gonna uh, not sit there and stare at them. And I'm also and kind of repulsed by people make kissing, make uh, audible comments at them, unless you're gonna go you get a room or something like that, you know. Uh, yeah, but you're not gonna like cheer them on. It's like you're slippers <laughs> of tongue. That would be horrible. Like. Maybe that's if you don't like people doing PDAs like that, instead of just looking away or going, ugh, get a room, start cheering them on because that'll get them to stop nine times out of ten. I would imagine that that unless they, you know, like that kind of thing, they're going to be mortified that people are like cheering them on and they're going to stop and get embarrassed. So try that next time. It might work. Who knows? Did we talk about? Did we talk about the mime? Oh, God, no. We did not talk about the weirdest, like, ancillary character in this movie. Is it's a mime that pops up. Is this yeah. mime. And he only shows up, like, maybe three times throughout the movie. He's there at the airport when she comes in, and she goes to this, like, luxury vehicle, and the mime pops up, and he's like, uh-uh-uh. And he like points this way. Obviously, he doesn't say uh uh uh, but that's the noise you make when you're doing like the finger wag. And so I have to do it uh, for the uh, people uh, who are listening. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you didn't say please. Uh, yeah, uh, we're not, uh, uh. we don't need to get into Dennis Nedry. <laughs> uh, but the mime shows up and gar- like guides her to this golf cart. And when she's riding in the golf cart with the mime like on the back behind her, they're going through and like all these people are like standing around and they start cheering for her and dancing a little bit. And Kevin or Bill, one of the two was like, what the hell is going on? Is the Pope on the next flight in or something? <laughs> and like, why would there just be all these people standing here and cheering for this rich girl from Beverly Hills that nobody knows? Like, unless the dad went by and like threw money at everybody beforehand and like, my daughter's coming in. Oi. My daughter's coming in. Oi, this is a knife. (laughs) 
and you know he like pays them all to be there to cheer for her which i could see that happening because that's the kind of person this dad seems to be um he owns one hotel yeah in panama city he's he's rich though he's a, he's not not like super super rich but obviously rich enough to have some pull yeah. with some things uh but then the mime shows up again when Jennifer is going around being all sad and like they're playing some song behind her. I don't even remember what, what that song is. Cause I only remember the one song that we're going to talk yeah, about in just a minute here. Yeah. <clears throat> but the mime is like following behind her and like miming that he's sad. Like he keeps popping up. Like she walks by a pillar and all of a sudden he pops out from behind the pillar and does the little hands in front of the eyes, you know, like the crying thing. And he does a couple motions. It's almost like he's just mocking her sadness at this point. Uh, but yeah. then you never see him again. So it's yeah, kind of like, what? Why is there just a, a he weird mind? In the crowd at the biggest, at the biggest, at the biggest club in the state of Florida or something. Yeah, no, he wasn't um, there to even watch him dance. Maybe the it was maybe very the bizarre. Ate him. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just a very very bizarre thing to have in this already really weird movie. Yeah. So let's talk about probably the most bizarre aspect of this movie. <laughs> yeah, this is even weirder than the mime. There's a song that they play twice in this song. movie. It's a yeah, it's a love song like <clears throat> It's talking about like I would do, I would do this. I would. It it almost sounded at first like it's gonna be like a cover of that song by the Proclaimers, like yeah, about it, walking. It's very it it it's very power ballady. <laughs> but one of the first lines, honest to God, it sounds like the guy. And if he's not actually saying this, I have no idea what he is actually saying. I I I I can't imagine he's actually saying that. But I don't know what else it could be. But it does sound like that's what he's saying. It sounds like he's saying that in order for this person that he's singing about to love him, that he would try being a lesbian. It's like, I haven't tried being a lesbian. And it's like, what? Yeah, it's... What? what? And, like, Bill takes notice of it. Like, try to be a lesbian? Yeah. That's what he said. And then it sounds a little bit later on in the song, uh, like in the next verse, it sounds like he talks about, I'd even hold another man's hand. And they're just like, okay. What is this guy really? Yeah, this guy, he's like, this guy's just willing to try anything gay at all. Just anything. Just, he seems very, very open like that. Here's the thing. It can't possibly be what he's saying. No. Okay. There is, there is a very famous, I don't want to say meme because it was around when you and me were 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 uh, younger, Jeremy. Yeah. And it was this game called Super Mario sixty four. <laughs> and whenever you fought Bowser in this game, you would spin him around, and you would throw him throw him away. And every now and again, when you would throw Bowser into these big explodey spike things. Mario would say, or what it sounded like, he said, "Say so long, gay Bowsy." Okay. Yes. yes. Now, there's no way that's actually what Nintendo wrote. Charles, what's his name? 
to say. Yeah. That's insane. There's no way. So there's no way Mario's actually saying so long, gay Bowsy. It's, 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 it's clearly <laughs> something else. Yeah. And I think we're all, I think everybody is, I don't know if we're mishearing it or it's not like, it's not very clear what the actual lyrics are, but we don't know what the name of this song is. So we can't no. like Google it. We can't go to like lyricsmonster.info. I'm looking right now and I'm trying really to see says. if I yeah. can find anything. Uh, maybe if we, maybe if I go to the end of the, God, the, the actual poster for this movie has everybody jumping <laughs> like in midair. Yeah. And, and Jen is just like trying to hold her dress down. Yeah. I yeah. But it's the, the guy who plays Danny. I keep wanting to call him Denny. Um, the guy who plays Danny imagine. is like doing this weird, like twisty jump. And you can tell that none of these people, it's not their heads on any of these posters, but there's, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Like, Oh my gosh. Everything about this movie is not great. I mean, some of the dancing is fine. The dancing is fine. There's a lot of spinning in this movie. There's a, a whole lot of, lot of like, spinning. Throwing your legs up over your head and, you know, and just like when you're just like jump into the scene, you do this kind of like weird flip with like your, <laughs> with your hands to your sides and you're, <laughs> you know, you like your legs just flying over you and you land yeah. perfectly on your, on your feet. That kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, it's... I mean, the choreography is fine in this movie. As far as dancing is concerned, the choreography is... It's fine. There's nothing, like, atrocious necessarily, unless you count uh, the the old guy doing his little thing that he calls a dance. And, you know, that might be atrocious, but everything else in this movie, as far as that's concerned... Oh yeah, the dialogue and the delivery is just like like I mean I think just like this it's is like, birdemic this is like levels. Something I've never no, it's worse than birdemic levels like dialogue and delivery. Like it's yeah. worse than that. Like it's it's so this is like something different entirely. <laughs> like as far as like like it's I, I've never seen something like this before. Like it's oh, yeah, surpasses no, it's... birdemic in terms of like just like almost every single character going in there and just blurting out their lines like they'd never spoken before. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> Yeah, no, it's not great. Like I think that's <laughs> it's ultimately not even what good. I'm gonna remember. That's ultimately what what I'm gonna remember about how bad this, the, uh, about this movie. How bad the dialogue was and the acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be just like all the like like trees have more personality than the characters in this movie. Actual <laughs> literal, literal, honest to god trees have more personality than than these people. Yeah, I, and again, I, I'm I'm going to reiterate the point I made earlier. The acting in Baby Ghosts is better than the acting in this movie. Just 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 let that ruminate for a second, because. All right. The acting in Baby Ghost is not great at all. I mean, if you've seen Roller Gator, you know what the acting is like in Baby Ghost, but it's 
it's worse in this. Completely worse than this. And now, as soon as we're done, I'm going to hunt down this soundtrack. And I'm going to find it. And I'm going to figure out what that guy is saying. That, that is not, not, but instead, because it, it can't possibly. I will give you $1,000. I will give everybody listening in listening live in chat right now $1,000 if what it is really what he says um, is I'm trying to be a lesbian or words to that effect. <laughs> yeah, because there's no way. It can't there's possibly no way. be that. And if I'm wrong, and if I'm wrong, well, try to enforce what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> it's not his words are not legally if binding. If, 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 if I was wrong and somebody actually tried to come in, like, well, give me a thousand dollars, like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> that'll happen. Let me tell you how. Let me tell you how jokes work. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so. Uh, dancing, it's on. Dave, the big question. Yeah. Would you watch this movie unriffed? Um, <sighs> I don't know. I mean, there's some pretty girls in it. <laughs> but I don't know. If, I don't know if that's enough to hold my interest. It might have been 20 years ago. Maybe even like 15, 10 years ago. Not now. <laughs> Yeah. Um uh I'm going to give it a solid maybe. How about that? A solid maybe. Solid maybe. I mean, it's I think I might watch it just for like the train wreckness of it. <laughs> yeah, cuz it's definitely it's definitely <sighs> up there as, as 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 far as train wrecks go. I didn't hate watching it. I didn't hate watching it the way I hated watching Copper Mountain. Um, like I was, you know, just like, what, what is this? Yeah. Like, I mean, I knew what it was, but it's just, yeah, may, I'm, I'm going to say maybe I can't give you a solid yes or no, but like, usually it's just like, no way, but this it's up there. Like uh, it's, 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 it's got personality. The, even though, I mean, the the fact that the actors don't have personality is what gives the movie personality. <laughs> Ironically, All right, I can paradoxically. Yeah. So, what would I would I watch it unriffed? I don't know, but I'm probably gonna watch the riff again. This is definitely multiple viewing riff. Definitely, I would agree with that. I don't. What about you? Did you watch this movie on Rift? I don't think I would. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I might have uh, watched it on Rift before, uh, before I saw this, uh, the riff of it, because I've, I mean, I watched a talking cat on Rift, and <laughs> it really feels well, better than that. Yeah, so I might have I might have watched it like if I knew what it was and I had seen people talking about it and you know like oh this movie is like one of the worst and you gotta you gotta watch it you gotta check it out and just see how bad it is it's hilariously terrible like then I then I probably would have turned it on and I I don't know I might have made it through the whole thing 
I mean, there would have been a lot of like, this is ridiculous what's going on right now. And I don't know if I would have like been laughing as much uh, just at the movie itself, like some of these other ones that, that you can watch alone. But I don't know. I, maybe. Maybe. I, I'm with you. Maybe. Well, I think the headline. I think the headline here is that neither one of us said there wasn't a flat out no from either one of us. Yeah. There's a possibility that it would be watched yeah. uh, sans riff <laughs> I'm I'm looking at the film's credits right now uh cuz I'm trying to get to the I think Are you the name still of the song, that song I think the name of the song is somewhere in the world tonight because it's listed twice as two different versions uh and it's it's called Somewhere in the World Tonight. Live Google here on Twitch, ladies and gentlemen. Produced by lead vocal Frankie Vinci. Somewhere in the World Tonight? Yeah. But if you look it up, you're going to get just this Christian song. Or or it was also performed by Drew Arco, Arcoleo. There's two different versions of it listed. But it was written by Frankie Vinci slash J.D. Southland, Southhard. South, Southard? Southard. Southard. Yeah, South. there you go. I don't know. Who knows? And honestly, who cares? Yeah. I'll, I'll continue looking it up after after this because <laughs> we have to move on to the next I think you're going on a wild movie. goose chase with that, man. I Probably. Think I, I don't think that movie exists. I don't think that song exists outside that movie. Maybe I'll watch it on Amazon Prime with captions on. Ooh. And they might have they might have captions for for that. I don't know. We'll see. Sometimes they caption songs that are playing, sometimes they don't. Who knows? But I think it's time to move on now to our next movie that we're gonna be talking about before we start talking about Spider Man. And that is Father Frost. Now I don't think we're gonna have to get Ooh, too Father deep Frost. into this one necessarily because again it is a re-riff of a classic mst3k episode for me i honestly that's my all-time favorite mst3k episode was jack frost um and of course you know there was a few things cut out mostly for time i'm assuming because nothing was really out of line with the rest of the movie that they cut out. And in fact, I only really noticed one scene that was different. Uh, and it's when, uh, Yvonne, the, uh, the self-centered dude is walking, he's leaving his mother's house. And, uh, he's like looking in his mirror as he's walking through the village. And all of these women come out to sing at him. And it's, it's in the, it's the original language for the movie. And, oh my gosh, it is is a little (laughs) ear splitting. (laughs) Little tiny bit. Yeah, and there's like, there's one woman who sings, who's walking, and he just ignores her and goes back to looking at his mirror. And then there's another one who's like hanging out of her window singing. And uh, then there's like a whole gaggle of them that are singing. And then he's like walking through the woods on his own after that, and he's singing a song. Uh, that's also still in, just in the original language, and 
we get a great bit here with Mike uh, doing a translation of it and how it's, uh, you know, about how he's he's so much hotter than anybody who loves him can know and he'll kill them all and, and bloody murder and it gets a little dark, but it's funny. Um, I will say about 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 Father Christmas of the two V riffs, or Father Frost, or whatever this this thing is called. Yeah. Um, of the two V riffs they did this year from MST3K. Yep. I think this is the superior one. Really? Uh, I think probably yeah. I think that probably the Hobgoblins re riff. For as much fun as it was to be back in the theater, yeah, uh, I think probably, and and this is going to be the only time you ever hear me say this. <laughs> I think probably the MST3K version is probably better, and it's than not the Rift Tracks Live version. It's not necessarily because of the jokes here either, folks. We talked about this movie, yeah, and yeah, some of the stuff that they, well, because it was it was the full movie, not that cut down for, for yeah. TV one. And some of the stuff just it was better without it. Yeah, see here's the thing. I was I've been a long time defender of Hobgoblins and about how it shouldn't be considered one of the worst movies ever made. And I was basing that on the MST three K cut. <laughs> um Sorry, Rick. And it's like what this is this is fun. I mean, yeah, it's it's stupid, but it's not the worst movie ever made. Um the 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 full cut um boy it's like okay i get it now yeah um like the but, uh, the rake fight in the front yard the full yeah 10 minute long rake fight yeah even josh agrees yeah. the rake fight wow yeah it 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 was better without that scene uh being yeah, you know um, a 10 minute long rake being fight as long as it was <sighs> um so I think that like now I'm I'll still defend the Hobgoblins MST3K cut and I'm not trying to denigrate the Rift Tracks live version all. I'm just saying that like the movie in that form uh is a slog. Yeah, it's a little uh, bit harder to but, get through in certain parts. Yeah, it's um but as far as um this re-riff goes I think it's excellent and I think it's actually better than the uh, MST3K version I do too I enjoyed it a lot more uh, not to say that I that I still wouldn't be able to go back and watch the other one and enjoy it because uh, and again yeah. I, I want to bring this up uh, because we've talked about it at length and we talked about it at length with Mary Jo Peel uh, and she's in the same thoughts that we are like it, it who what's it matter if they if they redo yeah. it, it doesn't it doesn't get rid of the original. The original one is still there. Like it doesn't take right, anything exactly. away from that one at all. And you know if you're if you're one of the people who are mad that they're redoing MST3K stuff, uh, you know who it doesn't. It's just like saying it, it doesn't uh, matter. It's like saying Ghostbusters answer the call ruined my childhood. Uh, and the only reason I say that is because we, you know, we've been talking a little bit about Ghostbusters recently yeah. because of the new movie. But, uh, yeah. you know, it it I mean, doesn't. That, that does stop it doesn't. Being a horrible movie. Yeah. If you don't, really if you don't like it. that one, it doesn't. The movie was bad. It doesn't know, ruin like, anything about the original Ghostbusters because it's its own thing. It's this new, 
you know, if you if you were one of the people who watched, to memory hole it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they aren't including it in the big uh, collector set that's coming out when uh, yeah, Afterlife comes that, out. They left, they left that turd out of. <laughs> Uh, I can't really say I blame him necessarily, but about that movie. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah, it. But it's um, just like people who were with, complaining with, about with, the with, first with, half with riffs of uh, of uh, Masters of the Universe Revelations. Uh, this one I'm I'm bringing up because oh, no, I no. just watched the second half of it. It was recently Is released. This the cartoon, the Netflix cartoon. Yeah, the one that uh, Kevin Smith was in charge of. The first half. Yeah, that's bad. A, it's a, bad. a lot of people are just like, Ugh, I can't believe they're doing this. They're setting it up where, you know, Tila's going to be He-Man and uh, she's going to get with this other new character that they brought in. And, <clears throat> oh, my gosh, they ended the first half of the season. Spoilers. <coughs> Sorry, with He-Man getting stabbed. Uh, and so everybody was mad about it. <clears throat> and then they brought up the second half. Can I say? Oh, did they? Well, can, can I just say that I'm among the people who were mad about that? <laughs> and I was just like, this is garbage. Uh, the the second half came out. And I watched oh, that did it? Um, while I was quarantined. And oh, I didn't even know it came out because I uh, thumbed it down and I guess I didn't get it. <laughs> the first half wasn't the greatest. I'll agree with that. Um, but the second half, especially the final battle, I felt like a kid again while I was watching it. I felt like a little boy okay. watching He-Man and getting exactly what I wanted it to be and exactly how I remembered the movie or the, the TV series, the old cartoon. There was some really, really really good stuff in the second half. Like, it was a very slow burn to get there, but once they got there... How many episodes is it? Uh, it's like six. Okay. But I watched well, them I mean, all. I watched them watch all in a day. Again, <clears throat> and it was it was really good. You have to excuse me. Uh, I have to go get like a like a lozenge or something. My I'm still not completely over the effects of COVID, but <clears throat> I'll be right back. Go ahead and keep talking to you. Okay, well, I'll talk to I'll 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 talk to the chat. Um, so what's up, chat? This is you and me again, me, Dave, Dave Chadwick, and the chat. I think Josh Flowers is in there. Maybe a couple other people in there. What's What's the best riff tracks redo? Um, probably Manos. I would have to say. Um, if you had a gun to my head, Manos, uh, like, let, let me tell you something about the Manos redo as far as, I don't even remember the MST3K. I mean, like, I know that it happened, obviously, and I remember watching it, but I don't remember anything about the MST3K episode anymore, like anything specific about it. I don't. I have no memory of it because the Rift Tracks version was so good that it just, took all the that that occupies all of the manos uh space in my brain so best and i'm gonna agree with manos that the hands of fate yeah i think i think manos simply because i mean it was a huge a huge deal when they did manos like a huge deal because yeah. obviously it was a live show but um yeah yeah i i 
agree 100%. And and a close second, Father Frost, as far as I'm concerned, personally. Um, I This was one that I was hoping that they would redo. And when they, when they released Jack Frost, like I saw the notification for the tweet <clears throat> that just said Jack Frost. And I'm like, oh, man, is this the Jack Frost, like the one that they did? And it was the Killer Snowman one, but... You know, well, yeah, and, well, here's the thing, and I think the reason that they chose to go with this title was to avoid confusion in the library with yes, with the yes. Jack and Frost. It, that, it is that one of the other titles exists. that the movie was released under. Um, so you know, it's yeah. not like they <clears throat> they just made it up. It's kind of like when they did um, Gamera and the Rift Tracks version. Yeah. It's a slightly different film, so it's got yeah a different title. It's not that they changed it themselves just to be you know just to make sure it's different but yes i agree with josh this was an awesome surprise uh that they released this i had no idea it was coming because you know we don't we don't work for riff tracks guys we don't have like yeah, we, explicit yeah, insider knowledge of things i wish we did oh yeah that'd be great um but yeah if if you liked the mst3k version you're gonna like this you'll one. really like this one yeah yeah yeah, this is um, this is it's it, it's a love letter to the fans. <laughs> Look, all the jokes are different, and that really you know it it makes it worth the watch if you liked the original, and you know you're getting the same three guys delivering all the lines that you had in the original, so that's not that's mm-hmm. not that different. You know, it's just the the jokes they're making is different. The quality of the print is way better. And oh yeah, it's not like yeah, it's not like you're looking at a 160p like squinting to see like <laughs> what is happening because the the, the print they had on MST3K was really bad. Yeah, it was like a, a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy of a VHS tape that you'd watched you know 80 times before that. Yeah. Uh, but it was good. But speaking it's, of lo- completely. Completely out of left field and absolutely loved it. I think I think this is gonna be on lots of people's like top lists. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it was one of the ones that I voted for in our poll, <laughs> in our our listener poll, and uh, just because this was one that I had been waiting for them to redo for the longest time, and they finally did it. And it's it's I think, amazing. I think the only thing that's left on my I think the only thing that's left on my MST3K redo like redo list is the Final Sacrifice, and that's it. Oh, I would love to see a new version of that. And there, there's a couple that I that I wouldn't mind. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing any of them redone. And I know we've said this, I can't tell you how many times, but any of them that that could be brought into the Rift Tracks fold, Rift. yeah. Would now, be my, my, good. My standard used to be my standard used to be is that anything before Bill came on, because anything during the sci fi channel era is Mike Kevin Bill, and Mike Kevin Bill says Rift Tracks. It's like, well, they already did it, and we don't really need another version of that. This is yeah. just, I consider, as far as Rift Tracks is concerned, and uh, I know a lot of people are going to hate me for saying this, but I consider the sci-fi era of MSG3K 
the best era of MST3K, but I agree. also a precursor to Rift Tracks. Oh, it's yeah, like definitely. the precursor to Rift Tracks. So it, like you kind of already have that, but now my policy is anything they want to do, they can do. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's <laughs> there's certain types of movies like uh, Gumby and Dancing and uh, Suburban Sasquatch and Dangerous Men. Movies like that, <laughs> I would prefer that they do because um, I've kind of seen all the 80s. I mean, I haven't seen all the 80s B movies out there. Let's 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 not be ridiculous. But like what else really is there to do there? But um, I would like Rift Tracks to continue to do whatever they feel like they need to do yeah. creatively and also to make money. Which is another reason why they do the MST3K redos is because those are big money things. Also, guys, it's just a joke uh, delivery system. The movies are, yeah, that's all they are. You know, it's it's you know, it's like you did this, but you did it thirty years ago. It's like number one, that was thirty years. Think about what you're saying. It was thirty <laughs> years ago, a baby that was born. In 1999, when this when this episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000 came out, is now 30 years old. You could do another version of it. It's <laughs> fine. Yeah, there this was. Uh, let's see. Let's look this up real quick. 1997 was the first yeah, time so this episode was, aired. So it was 24 years ago. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So they could okay. definitely redo this. I mean, and that's the thing, like you said, with any of these, it was it was back in the nineties. Yeah, like it was. A it was in the nineteen hundreds. You know, now we're in in the two thousands. In the twenty twenties, uh, and we'll never leave the twenty twenties. I mean, no, but, you know, ever. the world's going to end by the year twenty thirty. So let's do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, this keep redoing, keep redoing MST three K movies. <clears throat> but if the movie itself, anyway. you know, if you've never seen the the MST episode, or if it's been a while since you've seen it and you kind of forgot, uh, there's uh, a girl Nastinka, and she's you know the the cute little little girl. This it starts out a lot like Cinderella, except the dad's still alive, and she only has one ugly stepsister. Um, but her stepmother hates her. Uh, and she makes her do all the chores. She makes her, uh, when we first see her, she has to knit socks for her sister, her stepsister, before the sun rises. And the sun's already coming up, and she doesn't have the socks done. And she goes over to the rooster, and she's like, hey, would you, you know, like, not have the sun come up now? And he's like, don't talk to me about it. Go talk to the sun. And she goes, and she, she you know, she pleads to the sun to give her a few more minutes to finish uh, knitting the socks and so time reverses and the sun goes back down and as they said in in this riff uh millions of people just died uh from the uh the complete reversal the instant reversal the rotation of the earth um and uh she gets the the Thanks, socks knitted Superman. yeah <laughs> uh and then we meet Ivan who is you know as i said he's very self-absorbed and uh, he's going through the woods, and his mom's telling him, you know, be nice to the weak and honor those who are old. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. And uh, he meets uh, the mushroom wizard, 
who turns him into a bear <laughs> because he's a jerk. He doesn't say thank you for the the bow and arrow that he gave him. Uh and he like kills a bird Good and problem here, guys. I'm a bear. Yeah. He throws a feather and he follows it to Nastinka, which is when he actually turns into the bear. Uh and she runs off screaming and he's like, Oh no, what have I done? And he ends up uh helping this like blind woman. After he's like, I got to do a good deed. I got to do a good deed. And he chases all these little girls. And they're like, ah, there's a bear chasing us. And he's just like, no, I just want to help you. I just need to do a good deed so I can be turned back into a person. But he ends up helping this woman. uh, And then after he helps her back to her her little hut, he, he realizes that she dropped her cane, her walking stick. And he's like, oh, I have to give this back to her. And as soon as he says, I have to give this back to her, he gets turned back into a human from the the mushroom wizard. He didn't even have to do it. No. And uh, so he decides he's going to go find uh, Nastinka. And uh, her dad took her out to the woods to leave her there. And he's like, no, I can't do it. And then she like... She's like, oh, he'll he'll be beaten by stepmother if if he goes back with me. So she just jumps off the little sled, and she sits in the woods. And that's when Father Frost shows up, and and he's like, aren't you cold? And she's like, no, I'm fine. I'm warm enough. And he's like, aren't you hungry? No, I'm fine. And he's like, oh, you are an actual good person. And he takes her to his little house, and uh, she freezes herself on his staff. And she can never be awoken. And until Yvonne comes and is just like, oh, dang, I love her. And then she wakes up. <laughs> it's like, what? This is this was what? Uh, a Russian and Finnish co-production, I think? Yeah, that's not going to cause any problems. Yeah, it's... I, I love this movie so much. It's just so bizarre. Baba Yaga's in it. like, And Baba Yaga's house, for some reason, will listen to Yvonne. Baba Yaga fights the Slender Man and a Minotaur. <laughs> I mean, she might as well have. It would have made as <laughs> much sense as anything else in this movie. But yeah, it's the riff is great. the The riff tracks version of this is so good, and the the MST three K version of this is still so good. They're both entertaining in their own way, and like Dave said, it's a joke delivery system. Yes, like that. Like that's all it is. Like these movies now. Like I said, movie selection is very important. But yeah. at the end of the day, the movie's just a joke delivery system, guys. Yeah. And I feel like like this movie fits very well in the Rift Tracks catalog. Oh yeah, I mean, there's like there's like quintessential like Rift Tracks kinds of movies, and like this is one of them. I think Dancing is one of them. Yeah. I remember when I watched Mothra for the first time, like Mothra and Street Fighter, like 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 those kinds of movies that have like this like really cool, distinct visual look uh-huh. and that are also like kind of like corny and bad and and just like fun to to experience. Those th- those are like the really best kind of Rift Tracks movies. And this is that uh, Father Frost is that because it has a cool unique look it definitely has a unique sound to it oh yeah um uh, that that i think what i would compare it to is something that riff tracks 
both has and has not done is there's a movie out there called Little Red Riding Hood and the Monsters, I think. And uh, it's it's uh, um, and it, it features Stinky, Stinky, the um, Stinky, skunk? The, the skunk. <laughs> yes. Yes. And she's he's Little Red Riding Hood's companion. And Stinky is a homicidal maniac. <laughs> Uh, look it up. It's completely on YouTube. Hood and, and 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 the monsters, and it feature. It's it's made by the same people who did Santa's Village of Madness. Yep. Um, and it has like all those same kind of puppets, but they're way better. Um, and it's 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 like I really really wish the riff tracks would do this because it's like the perfect kind of riff tracks thing. Yeah, like, kind of like agree. what we're talking about. And I I I bring it up because that movie is this kind of movie it's it's the kind of just like visceral like what am i seeing kind of foreign movie so and rift tracks is very 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 good at that at that kind of movie like i think another good example would be um i believe in santa claus yeah that's a, that's another one uh, that kind of fits into into this whole thing yeah, so just like these 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 weird foreign films. Yeah, it's 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 really good and anytime they do something like this, it's always a a big treat. Oh yeah. Uh now I I'm still going to ask you this question, Dave. Uh would um, you watch Jack Frost or Father Frost, whatever whatever title it goes by, Unrift? I don't think I would, and that's not because the movie's horrible. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it is, and it's not. Um, I just like I think like with this movie and like movies like it. Um, I think if I watched it unriffed, I would just be missing the riffs. I think I would just want to watch it with Mike, Kevin, and Bill. Like I would like just like I would miss them too much, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. with movies like this. So no, I wouldn't. But it's not the movie's fault. I just want to hang out with my friends from Rift Tracks more. I had wanted to find this movie. Um, you know, I, and I'm sure I could have if I would have actually looked harder for it. But I I think I would have before the Rift Tracks version came out. Just so I could, (laughs) just so I could see the whole thing, you know, with all the stuff that they cut out. But I don't think I don't have to do that now. Yeah. To see the whole movie, so I, I don't think I, I don't think I would. I may have before, but definitely not, not since they've, you know, brought it into the, the Rift Tracks catalog, because now I don't have to. Yeah. But I think that's. I think that's really all we need to say about uh, Father Frost, just because it is yeah, such a classic. Uh, yeah, you know, everybody like, who's a fan of MST has seen it at least once, and they know what they're getting into and, with the movie. Dude, so. Anybody listening to us has seen it, so I mean, like, like if you're listening to uh, if you're listening to the True Blue Rift cast, you don't need us to tell you about Jack Frost <laughs> and Father Frost. No, you know what I'm saying? It's like you know, it's yeah, like, you've we're seen not it. Sit here and insult your intelligence. Let's sit here and talk about. <laughs> Let's sit here and talk about the final sacrifice in Space Mutiny 
and all these other things that you definitely have already seen and know about. So, no, we're not going to do that to you guys. Yeah. No, now we're going to move on to some some very heavy spoiler talk. Yes. So about, uh, we are shifting uh, gears. This will now turn into the uh, the True Blue Spidey cast. Yes. Although I suppose it is Riff Tracks adjacent because yeah. – well, we'll um, we'll because, get into that in a minute. We'll get into that yeah. in a minute. Uh, but for those of you who uh, are are going to be uh, saying their farewells right now, thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for checking out uh, the podcast. If you like it, you can head to patreon.com slash trueblueriftcast, and you can support us over there. Or, of course, you can support us here uh, by subscribing on Twitch. So thanks for hanging out. We'll see you guys uh, with our year in review, our best of 2021 episode uh, right at the beginning of January. I will be posting the link uh, to the uh, poll for that on the Twitter account for the podcast at TB Riffcast. So make sure you go over there and you cast your vote. Okay. I think they're gone. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, it's Rift Tracks adjacent because of uh, the first series of Spider-Man movies, because not only do we get Willem Dafoe, and not only do we get Doctor Octopus, but we also get Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker. The worst kept secret. I don't know if that it was a kept <laughs> secret. Everyone just knew that it was going to happen. Like so, we get um, Tobey Maguire return. As as Spider-Man One, and um, uh, Andrew Garfield returns as, uh, as the amazing the Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man. The amazing as he calls Spider-Man. himself in the movie Peter Three. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, and, we uh, still have uh, Tom Tom Holland as uh, as little baby Spider-Man, who little baby Spider-Man, who up to this point has not really been Spider-Man. He's been Iron Boy Jr. He's been trying to figure out what it means to be Spider-Man. And through the events of this movie, at the end of this film, as we see, he actually is Spider-Man now. Yeah. Uh, And for various reasons. Yeah. um, He's got the whole Spider-Man motif like everything about Spider-Man, about what Spider-Man is, yeah, he becomes by the end of the movie. Yes, uh, and in more definitely more ways than one. But uh, the the first surprise of this film, and I think this one is at least more surprising than the other Spider-Man showing up because you know that was leaked all over the place, and people were trying yeah. to figure out if it was real or not. Um, and this yeah. this one was also leaked. Uh, but it didn't garner as much attention, I don't think, as as the Spider-Man because it's not as big. Uh, but Matt Murdock, as uh, played yeah, by Charlie scene, Cox yeah. from the uh, Netflix universe, uh, and that is definitely Rift Tracks related because they riffed the first episode of that. Yes, and he, uh, you know, he tells that Peter that he's like, yeah, you know, you'll you'll be fine. Uh, they they have no like legal grounding uh really for this which i don't really you know understand how he got him off but whatever he got him he got him off of the charges uh although happy was still in trouble uh for some missing stark tech that uh peter finds in happy's apartment later on 
uh, after they have to find a safer place to live because of all the uh, press and media, media attention. attention yeah. um, but somebody chucks a brick through the window, and Peter is ready to catch it. And right before he catches it, uh, Matt Murdock reaches out and grabs it and stops it. And Peter's just like, how did you do that? And he's like, oh, I'm just a really good lawyer. Uh, <laughs> and this it's movie a, is really funny. Yeah, oh, yeah, there's a lot of good... Yes, Josh, I was I was surprised to see Matt Murdock also. Uh, I'm glad you didn't see the spoilers. Yes, 100%. Uh, Josh Flowers, uh, put in the chat, have you seen the Hawkeye? Because I'm not going to spoil something for Hawkeye if you haven't seen it. But if you have seen Hawkeye, put it in there because there's something related to this that happens there. Yes. Uh, yeah, and, and, and that was... Yeah, okay, he saw all of okay, Hawkeye. Okay, okay. Okay, good. So uh, you so, know what? We're uh, just Kingpin, we'll just yeah. Kingpin shows up. The Kingpin shows up, and they wasted him. I well, thought that like that was a huge mistake. I I don't the think way they handled that guy. I don't think he's actually dead, uh, and it's only oh, because no, of not. only because of the comics uh, that they were kind of following with this has the same thing happens to him. He gets shot point blank in the face, uh, and he gets blinded temporarily. That's all he suffers from that. But they, I think they do a good job of showing that, you know, he he could definitely be somebody to be scared of because, I mean, she, Kate was getting tossed around by Kingpin like a like a little doll, like she was just in the way, and he's like just throwing her around. She shot him point blank with an arrow. They hit him with a car. She explodes yeah. him, and he's fine. <laughs> I mean, he's limping a little bit towards the end, but. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think. Look, look, I, I don't think he's dead either. What I'm saying is, is that that character, they wasted like their opportunity to kind of like really give that character a lot of gravitas in the world. At least in this season, I thought that just like, well, they should have introduced him three or four episodes ago. But yeah, I mean, um, I get, I get why they did it. You know, it's kind of like the big twist, uh, but. Back, back, back to Spider-Man. And, yeah. Uh, so, you know, they're dealing with uh, all this attention now. Everybody knows Pete is Spider-Man. It starts affecting his life. Uh, his friends can't get into MIT because they're associated with him. And so he is like, how can I make... I wish oh. I could just make people forget. Or I could change yeah. things oh, so it didn't happen. Thing. One thing, sorry. Uh, about 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 Pete's friends, uh, about Spider Man's friends. Um, MJ does look could still sort of pass for a movie high schooler. Okay. Yep. Ned, no way. Okay, <laughs> they are doing a really bad job of of like of that like they're trying like I don't know what it is, but that guy's not a high schooler. Like yeah. not even a movie high school. It's like you, you can't ignore the fact that this dude is almost thirty years old. Yeah, like uh, Tom Holland when they first cast him as Spider Man, he was eighteen. So they they did a good job with that. They got somebody who was actually younger, and who looked younger, and uh, yeah, I think I think they did a good job casting him. And I agree about uh, MJ, and mostly Ned. He he fit in better with. The other two movies, yeah. because you know he was a little bit younger then, still at least. Um, but the uh, they, they, I love the 
the way that they took this because they have uh, J. Jonah Jameson as revising the role, uh, J.K. Simmons revising the, that role, and he's as Alex Jones. Yes, he is definitely an Alex Jones type. Uh, you know, the big conspiracy theorist and and all this stuff. And I love that. You know, they're they're treating it this way because that's how things are in the real world. You know, we've got stuff like that all the time. But, like, he goes to his high school and the teachers are like, here's a shrine the, the to you where we, we raise up heroes. And uh, Hannibal Burris, who plays the uh, gym coach, <laughs> was just like... He's like, no, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, you murdered Mysterio. He's like, I believe him completely. And they're just like, no, he's crazy. Just keep walking. He's a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Oh, but that can, was can, that was done really well. That like this was like I know she was in the movie for like five seconds, but Betty Brant was great at this movie. Yes, though, <laughs> just be like we're like she was way into like Spider Man, but not like 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 into him into him. Yeah, but just just like as like a fangirl. she was just like th- now it's like in Spider Man's high school. Just it was great the way. Yeah, they, we're gonna follow him around and her, talk yeah. about everything he does. Uh it was it was really good. But he he gets upset that because everybody knows who he is, that his friends are suffering, and so he goes. He sees some Halloween decorations in the in the donut coffee shop that MJ works at, and he's like, "Ooh, maybe maybe he can go help." And he goes and talks to Doctor Strange. Oh, and, that doesn't look. That doesn't look anything like Doctor Strange. Yeah. I'll go talk to Doctor Strange. Uh, and we find out that currently Doctor Strange is not the Sorcerer Supreme. Uh, Wong is because Wong. because Doctor Strange was he said he got in on a technicality because he was he was blipped away for five years, and so no, Wong no, no, took over not as blipped, uh, snapped dead. away. Yeah, yeah, dead. Whatever. Uh, so he was gone, so Wong took over and is still yeah. currently the Sorcerer Supreme, which makes sense as to why he was the one who goes to get Shang-Chi at the end of the movie and bring him in uh, to talk to the other Avengers because, obviously, mm-hmm. he's more important now because he's the Sorcerer Supreme. Uh, and Wong's just like... The the line from the trailer isn't there where he's like, that spell's too powerful, don't do it. He's just like, you shouldn't do this. And... Doctor Strange is like, well, I'm going to. And he's like, all right, just leave me out of it then. And, uh, of course, everything goes wrong with the spell because Peter is a kid, a teenager, and he just has to keep talking and trying to change things while it's it's happening. And and we, we all know this part of it. You know, it brings in in the the, the villains. We saw a ton of the movie in the trailers. Yeah. It brings in the the past villains from the other movies, and we get Willem Dafoe back. We get uh, Alfred Molina back. Alfred we get Molina. Jamie Foxx back, who, you know, I'm going to say I think Jamie Foxx stole every scene he was in in this movie. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it was, he was horrendous. It was so much better. Spider-Man was so too. much better. He was way better in this movie. And he, yeah. I think he probably has the best joke in the entire movie. Yeah. I, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yes, and I definitely yeah. agree with that. Um, so they start showing up when Peter decides, uh, Dr. Strange is like, did you at least plead your case with the admissions person? And Peter's just like, what? And he's like, you came here to have me wipe out the memory of every person on this planet, but you didn't think to go talk to the admissions person 
to plead plead your case for your friends. And uh, he he meets her on the bridge, and that's when we get the fight from the trailers with Doc Ock and and Green Goblin. Um, now, okay, he, here's the thing with Alfred Molina in this movie. He is like almost seventy, I think, and he was great in this movie. He was fantastic, but yeah. like all his action scenes, all his CGI things, he's standing ramrod still. Like all he does has to do is stand, and he did all his action scenes just standing there on a green screen. That's yeah. all they had to do. It was just the just, was the just the tentacles like, moving. I thought off. it was, I thought it was a great way to kind of like utilize the fact that at his age he's not going to be doing stuff that he could could probably even barely do 20 years ago you know (laughs) yeah and it's 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 actually they they make it a plot point because uh he basically he's attacking uh peter parker who's wearing the the tony stark iron spider suit with the nanobots yeah and he he basically uses the nanobots to take control of doc ock's tentacles and he immobilizes him so yeah. half of the time that he's in Harry this movie, device. he is he is immobilized. He's tied up, yeah. Yeah, he's he's literally just standing there. But they made it a plot point because, you know, like Dave said, he probably wouldn't be able to do any of this stuff. <clears throat> uh, but we find out that the lizard and uh, the Sandman and Electro are all there. He gets them all captured. Also known as, as Lowell from Wings. Good to see yes. him still still alive. <laughs> I uh, love Lowell. He's my favorite. <laughs> he's my favorite character from Wings, and he's Sandman. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Peter learns that most of them are going to die at the moment that they they go back to their universe because they basically they got pulled movies, from. Yeah. yeah, they got pulled from right before they died. Uh, but that's because that was when they learn that their Peter Parker is Spider Man. For the most part, because uh, Electro didn't know that that uh, Andrew Garfield was Spider-Man, but he was a yeah. good villain. So they kind of, you know, they wanted to use him as a good villain in this movie. Uh, but they kind of Peter... had to smudge it to just, yeah, just smudge it a little bit. And just smudge it a fine. little bit. Yeah, uh, it works for what it, for the purposes that they use it for. Uh, a lot of the footage I found out um, with the Lizard and Sandman was actually reused footage from their movies. Really? <laughs> yeah. They probably couldn't get those two actors to come in for more than just a few scenes because of whatever reason. Uh, probably maybe COVID, maybe you know, something else. But uh, some of the effects were the same shots from the movies that they were in. My well, son pointed that out to me. I, mean, I thought that was kind of interesting. So why not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Peter decides he's going to help them. He's going to help them get back Dr. to Strange is like, no, you can't. Yeah. No, you, you got to send them back to where they came from. And he has this, this cube with the spell contained inside it. And he's like, as soon as I fix it, I am going to activate it. And they're all going to get sent back to their universes. <clears throat> and Peter takes the cube from him. And that's the other scenes from the trailer where he's he's going yeah. up against Doctor Strange. And he ends up beating him with math. Yeah. Because yeah, no, he's like, like, oh, it's all geometrical. Geometry. I could do geometry. Yeah. And so I'm he's like figuring guy. out angles yeah. and everything. And, and they trap him in the mirror universe. 
after Ned grabs his sling ring off of his hand so he can't make a portal to get out. Uh, and then a little bit later in the movie, Ned starts accidentally making portals, and that's when the other Spider-Men show up. Yeah. Because Ned is magic. Uh, but yeah, we get a great scene. somehow. We get the great scene when Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man shows up, and uh, Mary Jane, or I can't want to call her Mary Jane. She's not Mary Jane. She's Michelle Jones. Michelle. Uh, Michelle Jones Watson. So she is MJ Watson, but it's not Mary Jane. Um, she throws a roll at him because she's trying to prove if he's you know actual Spider-Man or not, and it just bounces off him. He's like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "I thought your 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 tingle would catch it." He's like, "Well, I have that." But it doesn't work with bread. And so she's like, well, prove prove you're Spider-Man. So he's like, uh, okay. And he kind of jumps up and sticks his hand to the ceiling and just hangs there from his fingertips. And she's like, crawl across the ceiling. He's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. And she's like, no, you got to prove it. And so then Ned's grandma comes out and uh, basically asks him if he'll go over and get the cobwebs up in the corner. <laughs> and so he crawls across the ceiling and gets the cobwebs. And then uh, Ned's like, oh, I got to try and find our Peter. And he opens another portal and in walks Toby Maguire. Just straight up Toby Maguire looks, in street clothes. Who looks every bit his age. Yep. Uh, like, like I Googled it. He He's 46. That's oh. not that old, but he oh. looks 46. Yeah. Uh, and at this time, uh, Peter is dealing with, you know, trying to help the villains and they decide well, a couple of them decide they don't want to be helped. Electro likes the new power that he has because he's way stronger than he was before. And uh, Green Goblin has taken over uh, Norman Osborn's psyche. <clears throat> and so they break out and they fight and they escape and Green Goblin kills Aunt May. <laughs> kills Mer- Mercy Tomei. Yeah. And, and right before she dies. Before, not before. Before, my least favorite part of the movie was when Aunt May says, with great power comes great responsibility. And I was like, no, you could you could have gone. You could have gone these whole movies without saying that. I mean, it's it's kind of the whole, you know, that's like the whole mantra behind why he's Spider-Man. With great power, there must also come great responsibility to make it an active choice that he that he's pursuing to use his powers in this way. And, And, you know, it's it's fine. But I would have rather it was just the other Spider-Man who said the line to him because he repeats it and Tobey Maguire finishes it. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, yeah, that's what our uncle Ben said before he died, and it's just like, okay, they could have just done it that way. It might not have been or, quite okay. as impactful because you know he didn't he didn't hear the line right before the loved one died or whatever, but it still would have worked. I'm gonna say something. It's gonna be controversial. Uh-oh. If you can believe it, um, after that scene with 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 the three Spidermen. And them bonding over the words power and responsibility. Okay. I don't want to hear another damn word about <laughs> Batman versus Superman and Martha. Okay. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I don't want to hear it because that's at least as stupid. It, <laughs> it's it's pretty close to the same level. I, I'll give you that. I'll yeah. give you that. 
Uh, but uh, the the bits after that with the three Spider-Men bonding and like talking about yeah, shared experiences, that was so good. I would watch so much more of them sitting there and talking about uh, the weirdest villains that they fought and, you know, stuff like that. The best part of that conversation was um, they had just recently witnessed, they were working in a lab to make the cures, and they witnessed huh? Toby shooting webbing out without web shooters. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, you guys can't do that? It's like, yeah, my my body makes mine. And a little bit in the next scene when they're on the Statue of Liberty for this big final fight, yeah. uh, they're sitting there talking about that again. And Andrew's like, do you ever have, like, web blockage? Because I run out of web fluid all the time. It's super expensive to make. And he was like, oh, yeah, that happened to me before. And he's like, oh, well, why? And he's like, I was going through this existential crisis, you know. And uh, so that was kind of a nice callback to the yeah. second Spider-Man movie. And then uh, – Peter, or Peter, yes, obviously Peter. Tom Holland Tony asks him, uh, does the webbing just come out of your wrists or does it come out of other parts of your body too? And he's like, <laughs> no, like, just, talking about just the wrists. And then yeah, it's being like, well, we can't do that, so j- naturally we'd be interested in yeah. knowing how you, how you can do that. But uh, um, they, were, they, were, they were talking about fighting aliens. Yeah. And um, yeah. and uh uh I, I love where this went because it's just like I can't believe they did that. Uh uh Spider Man's talking about God damn it. Uh, <laughs> I know it's hard to keep track. Tom, yeah. Tom Holland is talking about Thanos and uh Toby Maguire's talking about I me. Mean, I've never seen Spider Man three. But I, I assume he's talking about Venom. Yeah, because he's like I um, fought a black goo alien. And Tom's yeah. like, "Oh, I fought, I fought aliens too on Earth and in space." And Tom's yeah, like, "Well, you fought an alien in space." And uh, Andrew's like, like "I want to fight it. I want to fight an alien." I'm like, lame. I'm lame. I can't believe it. And then, and then Tom guy was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's not have any of that self talk. Like, yeah, like, hey, you are amazing. Yes. No, say it. You are amazing. That, of course, is a reference to I." Uh, his the title of his movies being the Amazing, Amazing Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. Uh so they they do their fighting. Uh Doctor Strange shows up after uh Ned makes a portal to try and escape and uh he grabs a sling ring back and he's just like, Wait a minute, did you open a portal? And he's like, Yeah and he's gonna he's like, hmm And then he walks over and he's trying to, you know, release a spell and they're like no no you can't do it he's he's got them cured look he cured this one he cured this one and he's working on curing this last one and then like the sky starts cracking apart and we start seeing uh outlines of classic spider-man villains in the in the sky uh there's craven the hunter the, uh, uh okay. the rhino is there but he's like the actual rhino from the comics and not uh, from the the not Paul Giamatti and a yeah, robot the, the Russian suit. guy in the in the uh, in the rhinoceros robot, as he called him, uh, and I think uh, like Alex Black Cat Kirkman. or something. <laughs> but uh, you know, the Peter decides to make the big sacrifice, and he's like, "Just make it so everybody forgets who I am and activate the spell, and that will that will stop this, right?" And Strange is like, "Yeah, but you don't have to do it that way." 
And he's like, no, I do. And he's like, everybody is going to forget Peter Parker even exists. And he's like, okay, do it. And he's like, see you around, kid. And you could tell that he was, even Doctor Strange was really, like, depressed by having to do this. Like, he was very upset about this fact. Um, And so he activates the spell, you know, the original spell, and it goes through, it seals the cracks, and it wipes the minds of everybody on the planet of the fact that Peter Parker is even a person. Um, He gets to say his goodbyes to Ned and MJ and, of course, the other Spideys. And uh, we get a scene then, you know, everything's wrapped up. We get a scene like a month later. It's it's near Christmas at this point because there's snow on the ground and there's Christmas decorations up. Um, But he goes into the coffee shop and there's MJ and there's Ned and they're talking about being excited for going to MIT. And uh, Peter orders a coffee. She doesn't, you know, he's going to tell her who he is and what happened. And he sees that they're living a, like a happy, normal life. And so he decides not to. He goes back to breaking uh, his promise. Yeah. That's going to blow up in his face. <laughs> yeah. They're going to get their memories back. It's going to happen. He goes to uh, Aunt May's grave where Happy is, you know, Happy comes up while he's standing there and he's like, oh, how did you know her? And he's like, oh, through Spider-Man. And he's like, yeah. He's like, he's a good dude. And she was a good person too. And, and, you know, they have a little moment about how the stuff that she wanted to do would carry on because she always believed in, in kindness and hope and all that stuff. And, uh, then it shows him going into his apartment. That's this little rundown crappy place. And, classic uh, Spider-Man, classic Spider-Man, Peter Parker, luck. Uh, he's got a box with a book for the GED in it because he obviously can't finish high school. Um, he, we see he's listening to like a police scanner on his phone and as he like takes off to go, you know, follow this crime, it shows like a sewing machine and some blue and red fabric. And then it shows him in the classic Spider-Man look, the blue and the red. And he has no like Stark technology because he can't use the fabricator thing because it got destroyed and, uh, he has to make everything on his own. He is Spider-Man at the end of this movie. Hundred yeah. percent. He's he's at that point now where he is actually officially Spider-Man and no longer uh, the next Iron Man, as everybody kept trying to brand him in the second Spider-Man yeah. movie. But yeah, it was a good film. I really liked it a lot. Yep, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it better than I enjoyed pretty much any movie this year. Uh, I was at the theater for. I'm trying to think of a movie that I like more, and I can't think of one. Oh, no, wait. I like Cry Macho more than I like this movie. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I We know how you feel about Cry Macho. How much you oh uh, despised that film. <laughs> well, oh, okay. Well, I'm. we're talking about Spider-Man. But uh, <laughs> I get on Cry Macho, I'm going to yeah. talk for 10 minutes. It's how I do. But um, I think this is definitely of the of the Marvel things that have happened this year of WandaVision, which was actually pretty good until they screwed us over the X-Men um, <laughs> until until they just dismissed the X-Men as a boner joke. Yeah, eh, I'm not laughing. It's not funny. <laughs> um, 
So, uh, Captain America. Yeah, Captain America. Well, I mean, it was it was Captain America and the Winter Soldier by the end of it. Yeah, by by the end. Yeah, but by 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 the end, uh, that was just boring. Um, (laughs) Now, I I saw the Eternals in the theater. I enjoyed it while I was in the theater, but then I got to think about it. That was kind of dumb. Um, that comes out on Disney Plus in like two weeks, so I'll be watching it. Then. Yeah, yeah, it's it's decent if you don't have to pay fifty dollars for the theater experience. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a that's a good call. Best part of that movie: Rob Stark is fake Superman. Um, <laughs> that's what he is. He's he's fake Superman in that movie. Yeah. But um, Shang Chi and. Well, what the hell? Oh, uh, Black Widow. Yeah. All the Marvel things, this Spider-Man movie blows them all out of the water. Now, I agree. Um, this movie is, is you know, we've been talking about the Nostalgia Monster a lot lately, and the ma- the Nostalgia Monster just got the Matrix. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would consider this a Nostalgia Monster movie, because it is and it isn't. Because... I think they did it right. I think they they found a way to bring in the nostalgia elements but keep it keep it fresh and about what's new. Um because this was this movie was not about I mean clearly Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are a huge part of this movie, but it's not their movie. Ultimately, it's Tom Holland's movie, and they're there to support him. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So yeah, I, I get what you mean because I feel the same way yeah. about it. So I think that, um, like, it has like it didn't try to like do a lot of deconstruction. And um, now, in 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 superhero movies, like I think really you only have this problem with say. Superman and Batman and Spider-Man people who have a lot of rogues gallery recognizable villains. I think Batman probably has the most recognizable rogues gallery. I think Superman and Spider-Man are tied that are like right behind him as far as like recognizable classic villains go. Yeah. Like still have recognizable. Yeah. When you have recognizable classic villains like that, and you do a movie with them, a lot of those times the studio feels like that that uh, villain is is used up and they won't want to do another movie with that villain. I think the yeah. exception to this rule, however, is obviously the Joker. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's why Marvel kills so many of their villains. Yeah. So um they can uh they wanna keep things fresh and be like, okay, this movie is about Spider-Man versus Doc Ock, which is Spider-Man two and Spider-Man versus Venom and the Sandman, Spider-Man three, the amazing yeah. Spider-Man, Spider-Man versus the lizard, uh, the amazing Spider-Man two, Spider-Man versus Electro and a bunch of other garbage, uh, <laughs> uh, Spider-Man homecoming vulture, Spider-Man, no way home Mysterio. And in this movie, I think they wanted to do, they wanted to bring all those guys back, but you know they didn't want to do it the way that Alex Kurtzman was going to do it in that <laughs> that 
that ill-fated Spider-Man universe that they had to do it. They're just like, you know what? You're not going to do this anymore. Go ruin Star Trek. Um, <laughs> which, which he has. Yes, he's destroyed Star Trek. Um, but uh, <laughs> so what I think what they did was it's just like, well, we have all these villains from previous franchises. We want to do them again, but we but they already exist in these previous movies. Let's bring, and I think they did it a really cool, fun thing that you wouldn't be able to do with, like, say, Batman. You wouldn't be yeah. able to do this with Batman. Bring the previous versions into this and have it be a love letter, really. Have it be part love letter to the previous series. And each of the movies is represented. But they're having their cake and eating it, too. They're going to have five villains in this movie. And so now all those villains are now part of the Marvel cinematic universe. Yeah. And they, they have now made the, uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, the first movie in the MCU (laughs) retroactively. I don't know. Well, because it just takes place in, 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 uh, in one of the other areas of the multiverse. Which yeah. is all canon. I wouldn't go that far personally, but I can understand how people would make that argument. But you know, well, um, uh, but it's um, it does a lot of really cool things while maintaining its while maintaining its integrity as its own thing. Yeah. So I I think it did it very very well, and I'm probably gonna see this movie in the theater again. I would like to. I would definitely I, I, like to I, see I, it again. The last time that happened was with ugh, the last Sky or the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I went to go see it a second time because maybe I'll like it. And a second, <laughs> no, wrong. It didn't happen. It didn't go down like that. But I haven't seen a movie twice in the theater since COVID. So this is probably going to be the first. So yeah, I'm definitely going to go see it again. Cool. And that's oh, Josh Flowers says he's going to go see it again. Yeah, he wants to go see it again too. A lot of people want to see it again. I know my son's going uh, to see it again tomorrow with his friends, and uh, or Tuesday. I don't know. He's going soon to see it again. Uh, but yeah, it was a really good, really good movie. I loved it a lot, and I want to go see it again. Also, I don't really have anything else to add on top of what we've already said and what Dave just got done talking about. But yeah, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, nice. This is okay. I think I think this is a record. I think. Oh yeah. Let me. Let me two hours and yeah, five minutes. Two hours, five minutes. <laughs> I don't even think any of our Mando casts were that long. Nope. I don't think so. But hey, speaking of speaking of Mando casts, we're gonna be diving back oh, yes, into the right. world of Star Wars, uh, probably with our our first regular episode of the next season because uh, the book of Boba Fett uh, starts up next week. And we'll definitely be wanting to talk about that, I'm sure. What are we going to be calling that part of the podcast? Is it the True Blue Boba cast? We were talking about this before. And, like, the True Blue Boba cast is, like, I keep wanting to say the True Blue Boba fast or fat. It's like, that's, I don't, I don't know. How it's the, the True Boba cast? I don't know. We'll figure it out. True. No, still true. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll 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 do it. I mean, like it took me it took me twelve weeks to learn to say how to say my own Twitter handle correctly. So, and we'll see if he can do it again right here in a second. 
Uh, I'm Jeremy. You yeah. can find me at pbandawesome.com on Twitter. You can find me pretty much everywhere else online under that same name. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter at tbriffcast. And don't forget, uh, I'm going to be posting the link uh, to the the poll for the best of 2021. So make sure you uh, share that around for us and uh, help us get a lot of votes on it. And we'll be it'll be interesting to see. Uh, how how close we are to what the rest of uh, the Rift Tracks fandom thinks were the best of the year. Uh, I know usually it's it's pretty similar for us, um, but there there have been a few outliers that we were kind of surprised over the past couple of years that that got as many votes as they did over other things that we thought were more worthy of it. But that's why we do this uh, because we want uh, all of the Rift Tracks fans out there to have. Uh, to have a voice on this also. So that's yeah. uh, on Twitter, at TBRiffCast. Keep in mind, uh, in 2019, The Visitor came out of nowhere and won Riff of the Year. So yep. just throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> there oh, right. Am I yeah. talking? Is, is it my thing? It's your turn. Oh, your okay. Turn. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Dave. You can follow me. On my website, DaveChadwick.info. You can buy all my books there. McGee, Tumbley Dossier, Son of Santa, Happy Valley. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at, at DChadwickAuthor. Hey, you got it right again. Yeah. So, that's three uh, That's three times in a row that you got that. <laughs> I got my own... Because it's so weird because it's usually like I, for 14 years it was like at Sugar Ray Dodge and now it's just like, well, I'm using my real name now instead of my goofy pretend name. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, we're good. And um, Jeremy, do you know what you're going to be voting for for Riff of the Year? I think I know what I am. I, mean, I, I already I'm, voted in the poll. I'm pretty I, sure I, I know what yeah. I'm going to pick, but we'll, we'll find out. I think out. I know what I'm going to pick for number one. I already yeah, – I'm I, yeah, okay. I just got them firmly in my mind. <laughs> one, two, and three. All right. For, well, for, for VODs anyway. Yeah. Well, we'll be we'll be letting everybody know those choices uh, next week sometime. But thanks for stopping, guy. We'll see you guys next time on the True Blue Riffcast. Rock till you die. Oh